guys, hello and welcome back. I'm Jojo Fraser. It's time for a Mojo Injection episode 127, Boom Bang Bosh. It's so good to have you here. Whether it's your 127th time or your first time, you're so welcome. This is a place we judge less, keep it real, live more, and just jump in and feel lighter. The Mojo Den, the cave, it's so nice to have you here. Welcome. This is your chance to escape a little bit and to pick up some, you know, some mojo injections to get to open up our minds, to learn a little bit and to practice self-compassion, which is essential in this world. And it can be so easy to get sucked into things. And this is a great episode if you're a sensitive soul, if you've ever experienced anxiety of all of us, um, if you feel like you're a bit of an empath, if you struggle with giving away too much energy or perhaps energy vampires, if you you know compare yourself to others, you get sucked into that trap as we all do. This is just such a fascinating and uplifting conversation and I know you'll get something out of it. I certainly did. So let's get ready. I just thinking in songs, I was about to like come out and ant and deck there. Let's get ready to rumble. Let's get ready to rumble. Oh yeah, you may not remember that song. I certainly do. Um, so my guest is Laura Riley, and we went to the same primary and secondary school. We met on Insta. We both are uh, Insta's like our favourite platform. I know I'm working on it, guys. I'm working on my boundaries and not just scrolling. I put Insta in my utilities now uh, on my phone. Um, so working on that, but also you know talk about all the positive parts met people like Laura we talk about boundaries and all sorts in this episode and um, Laura's great she actually um, her first Valentine's card came from my biggest brother how funny is that and she says he's a great guy Dave if you're listening it's okay we said nice things about you um, so Laura uh, leads with heart coaching I've put all her details in the show notes she's also started an amazing group inspire edinburgh they're going to inspire glasgow and um, it's all about helping people take new steps learning um, whatever sort of self-development journey you're on but loads of good tips so i'll put all those details in the show notes but laura is not only an amazing nhs nurse um, which we talk about but she also helps people reduce anxiety to stop people pleasing in comparison to others and she coaches people to become empowered so you're gonna love this chat laura is amazing really felt the mojo injections after it took lots from it myself so i can't wait to see what you took from it please leave us a review guys hit some stars laura ovs deserves five once you've heard this really helps us to help and reach more people so please if you could leave a quick review or even just tap some stars five uh, be kind no just tap some stars and um help to get us um, into more people's life if they if they want a mojo injection that'd be amazing right let's do it let's do it shall we jump in oh yeah let's get under the surface get a little deep have a bit of fun and boost you up mm, all the love okay laura welcome to time for a mojo injection hi jojo Thank you. It's lovely to have you here. I've just been chatting to you about my big brother. Uh, it's okay, Dave, she says you're a lovely guy if you're listening. Um, and he sent you your first Valentine's card. <laughs> yes, he did. And what about primary two. <laughs> oh, primary two, he started early. Wow, that's good. <laughs> yeah. We're quite romantic, so us winters. That's my maiden name, my brother's. Um, still his name, uh, David Winter. Uh, he was a bit Funny. of a hobgob in school, uh, so it's quite, uh, so uh, this is really nice, this is lovely. And here we are all these years later connecting and uh, what a small world. It is, it is, yeah. I was at the same primary school as you and your brothers, so yeah, it's a small world. Oh my goodness. Now when did we first, did we meet on Instagram or was in a group or something can you remember it would be Instagram because I've always followed you because I've known who you are and then I think we just messaged and chatted away <laughs> oh I mean the power of social media it's funny the the week before the podcast episode before this we were speaking about you know the kind of love-hate relationship between social media mm -hmm. and it's such a nice side of it 
and like yeah. being creative and connecting with people and it's social and yeah. it's lovely and then there's a side that isn't good for your mental health comparisons likes getting sucked in too much feeling the pressure to get more numbers even i was saying in this episode you know feeling torn because some people have said if you strive for more followers if you get like a hundred thousand jojo you could get this book deal and you could get that and i'm really torn because part of me is like well i don't just want to get a, a like i love writing i want you know mm -hmm. i hate the way sometimes the world works because it's great for opportunities but also sometimes it doesn't sit right because i know my validation has nothing to do with how many followers I have on social media, your validation is nothing to do. So it's, um, mm. I've got a love-hate relationship with it. What about you? I've actually got more a love relationship with it because I've worked on myself. So mm. I think if I hadn't worked on my mindset and personal development, I would get sucked into that comparison and validation. And it's not to say that I can't, but I can catch myself out really quick. Mm. So I see it as connection. You know, we're connected through it. Um, I see it as a business tool as well. Instagram's an amazing um, place to, to promote your business and connect with others in the fields. Mm -hmm. um, so I think just really self-awareness is key around social media mm -hmm. and just being mindful of how much time you're on it. And a lot of mine is around my business that I go on it mm -hmm. and um, supporting others. I'm a big cheerleader for you know women in business and men in business, but women in my field. So I love watching them do well. But I just have to catch myself out if there's the comparison coming in. Mm -hmm. Just like, okay, Laura, what, why is that happening? You yeah. know, so just really being self-aware. Yeah, it's known your triggers. For me, it's an infinity pool in the Maldives. And I'm like, oh, these <laughs> are shut right now as we're uh, recording. But uh, for me, it was more like that pressure of uh, like striving to get the numbers. And I'm like, I... I just didn't, it just didn't sit right. It was like, I wanted it just to be a natural fun thing, you know, yeah. when you meet people yeah. and you, you know, and it's not, you know, if big companies are saying to you, do this, do this. And you're like, oh, so it's, it's coming back to your values as well. And what, what's right for you, but also not burning yourself out on there either. Mm. It's trying to get that balance right. And I think it's letting go of that, you know, letting go of the attachment to that. And if you really do want to build your following, there is an algorithm, you know, you can follow that. Instagram do have an algorithm. Um, one of my friends who's a coach runs amazing Instagram courses. And so you can use it that way if you want to. But if you want to have it natural and flowing and just post when you post, then that's okay too. Yeah. Yeah, sort of doing what's right for you. And you're mm -hmm. all about like intuition and going into that heart space. So you do a lot because you're a nurse, right? And then you're doing all yes. this amazing life coaching and you've got connect groups that connect. Um, mm -hmm. Your recent group is Inspire Edinburgh. Yes, yes. I do Inspire Edinburgh on Facebook with another coach, Katrina Skinner, who you might have heard of. She was on Boogie in the Morning doing Mindful Mondays for the last for 12 weeks. Wow. So, yeah, so me and Katrina trained together, connected, have similar values. Um, we're into all the woo-woo stuff. We love all the moon rituals and crystals. And we just wanted to create a place where we could support local business, but be able to inspire people. So even if they take one thing from it, that they change, you know, whether they meditate or change what they eat or whatever, they, we wanted that to be part of that group. So it's around mindset, health and lifestyle, because we know that um, it's not just about changing your mindset to feel well. There's lots of more things involved there, you know, including things like we were talking about what you wear, like you can put something on and feel good or the color of lipstick you have on, which sounds a bit mad, but it can make you feel good. And so we know that lifestyle as well as mindset is really key. Mm -hmm. So, and we're also building Inspire Glasgow. So we've just started that. So we're connecting a lot of, kind of influencers in Glasgow to help build that so we can support local businesses in Glasgow and surrounding areas in the um, mindset, health and lifestyle industries. And there's talk of going further fields in the UK, but we're just um, planting seeds at the moment, really. So is it to make well wellness more relatable for people to offer tools that are 
quite, you know, not too, you know, sort of meeting people where they're at, as you're saying, like, mm -hmm. I love all the sort of spiritual practice and the really mm -hmm. deep stuff, but, you know, I've had many conversations where, you know, people just want to take it very slowly and, and see yeah. what works. Yeah, it is. It's mainly introducing the concept of being um, inspirational to people who may have never done any of this work. I know that me and you have been on a journey of personal development for a long time, but just little key concepts, little seeds that we can plant, but also being able to support local people that are in this industry and let them be seen. Um, so things like the first week we had a health and nutrition coach who challenged us to get 10,000 steps a day and to add something green to our, what we were eating. So just simple things. Yep. And then we had a um, personal stylist on the week after who was just talking about things that make you feel good. You know, declutter your wardrobe. If you don't wear it, throw it out or, or give it to charity or, you know, recycle it. And, and then just around colours that you wear. And the third week was a financial advisor. So talking about money mindset, just the concept to making money feel good. You know, because we don't always want to talk about money and we think sometimes we think of it as a bad thing. Mm -hmm. So it was just introducing these little concepts to people. And this week, it's all around mindset. So we've had some life coaches on just um, giving some tips and tools and we've had live meditations. So it's been really nice. It's only been four weeks and we've already had lots of um, good feedback about it. Great. It's a really positive thing. And, and this is what I, I love about social media, like coming together and collaboration over competition and having fun and learning stuff and dipping in and out of things that, that work. And that's, it's really, it's really positive that, that you're doing that. So well done. That's great. Oh, thank you. So talk to me a bit about your own personal development journey then. When did it start? Yeah. So I probably started my personal development journey almost four years ago. So probably nearer. 2017 going into 2018 and the reason being was because I'd suffered what I had labeled in generalized anxiety disorder for my whole life really I mean I was diagnosed with that by a doctor and um, because I just spent my life feeling so anxious and just so worried about what people thought and if people liked me and just remember the feeling such anxiety for a long long time decades and I numbed that with alcohol in my 20s into my 30s I got married and I had my little girl in my mid-30s and then there's different anxiety that comes with having children and, and being married and then in 2017 I got to a really low point with my anxiety I just felt horrendous the year before I'd lost my granny she died and she was the biggest person in my life you know from a you know as a child she brought us up and so I lost her but two weeks after I got married mm. so I got married I lost my granny um, we moved house there was a lot of kind of change within my workplace at the time as well that was causing a lot of anxiety so there's lots of things going on within that year and I think it all came to my head in 2017 and I remember feeling suicidal and having suicidal thoughts which is something I'd never had before and I spoke to my husband I woke up one morning and I felt scared I was like I feel like I don't want to be here anymore mm -hmm. so he said go to the GP quite rightly and yeah. I did and they gave me um I think it was stuff for anxiety can't remember what it was because I didn't take it very long I took it for a few days and not because I'm against medication, but something just switched. I thought, I can, this is something going on in my mind. Like, I have to work on me. Mm -hmm. And I started then looking for things. And once you put that out to the universe, like, okay, this is my intention. The universe delivers, you know, and there was people popping up on social media, like Ali Gray, he had a challenge around, you know, the power of presence and compassion and stuff like that. And I just started getting curious mm -hmm. and, by 2018 I got a life coach and that transformed my life getting a coach and then I started going to courses um, I went to a course with Lynette that was absolutely amazing then we went to California and done the, the next part of that course and 
I just started going to women's circles, meditation. I just really got curious and worked on my mindset, worked on me, mm -hmm. which included being consistent. So I think when you get into this journey, you've got to be consistent with it. It doesn't have to be hours a day. I'm a lot, you know, most days I'll do 10 minutes. I'll get up before I do my, go to my work and I'll do 10 minutes meditation. I might do a bit of journaling, but it's just being consistent. And that's really how I started my journey. Wow. And how, how did things lift then? Because you were obviously given the medication. You, mm -hmm. you went with your gut. It didn't feel right. You wanted to, to do more. Um, and dig a little deeper were there any key moments in that sort of journey so far that really helped to lift you out of the anxiety or helped you to manage it meditation like I feel meditation should be prescribed I'm not joking instead of medication it, that was the biggest thing for me and getting a life coach really just challenged me around how I'm, how I was thinking mm -hmm. you know because we don't challenge our thoughts a lot of the time we just think them and don't actually think we're not our thoughts. So that was a big key moment for me as well, thinking I'm not my thoughts. I'm creating my thoughts that are creating the feelings in my body, which then create this anxiety. So I can change that. I can change my thoughts. And calming my mind down, that's what meditation done for me. It's not that I don't not think. I mean, Buddhist monks think, you know, but it was just about just letting myself be and be in that space where I can just sit in a bit more silence and getting to know myself a bit better. And so much so that I'm now training to be a meditation teacher and I'm running meditation classes on Zoom for free um, starting this Sunday, the 16th of May for eight weeks as part of just getting to, you know, feel comfortable delivering the med meditation, but also other people getting that you know, benefit of it. So that's exciting. Yeah, that's really exciting. Wow. It's funny because an episode a few back with Edward Reed, he was talking about, you know, we don't meditate, we, we medicate. And that's just, you know, he was really like, what is this mm -hmm. stuff? It's not for people like me, all those kind of limiting beliefs, like, yeah. I'm not in that class, it's for middle class, or, you know, I know oh. I, that's not, it wouldn't suit me. And it's a bit weird. And, you know, all these limiting mm -hmm. things picked up and then he got into it and he was like whoa all right mm -hmm. okay okay I need this with the imposter syndrome and it's like were you able to challenge where these patterns had come from where these fear-based thoughts was it a mixture of society learned behavior you know stuff like that um, that took a while to work that out, really. And I still work on myself daily, but a lot of it's from childhood. Like mm -hmm. everything stems from really the age zero to eight. That's when all your belief systems are, are put in place. Mm -hmm. And I can't think of one particular moment, but I know that I just remember feeling really anxious. And I think a lot of that was around life circumstances at the time that happened to me as a child mm -hmm. with them. Um, an alcoholic father who when I was between the age of kind of zero to four who was yeah not the best environment to be in when you're a three four year old child and then my mum left him and I just remember feeling really anxious all the time mm -hmm. and then I had um, my stepdad come in and I think he was really young I mean he was only early 20s taking on two kids and I remember him being just really shouty mm -hmm. and Shouting a lot, our house had a lot of noise and shouting. And, I, and, I, and even now when people shout, I can feel that in my chest, like, oh. So a lot of these patterns and, and programming came from when I was little. Mm -hmm. And then you just know that is what you feel, like you don't challenge that. Mm -hmm. And so that, by working on myself, I could kind of work out where my programs were. Mm -hmm. And it's not that I don't ever have anxious thoughts, I'm human, but mm -hmm. I can you know, call them out quicker, or I can build the resilience to get out of them quicker, you know? Yeah, that's so, it's so key. And it's like, maybe doing a little bit of observation there, right? And mm -hmm. like, it could be something simple. I remember one morning, I'd had too much green tea, right? And my body was responding to it. And then my mind mm -hmm. was like, Oh, this doesn't, I don't feel safe. My heart's beating faster, I feel a bit nauseous. Um, 
And then I was like, wait a second, you've just had a wee bit, you know, and it was like observing, right, you're about to freak out here. Don't have a panic attack. You're mm-hmm. going to be all right. You've had a bit too much caffeine. We'll have a glass of water. We'll chill out, have some tea. And, you know, it's just, as you say, like every day, these little things can come up. It may not necessarily be a trigger from childhood. You know, this is when we learn, as you say, from zero to eight, a mm-hmm. lot of programs. And it could just be that you've had one bad experience with someone in the street or, you know, everyone, because you might have people listening thinking, oh, but my childhood wasn't too bad. And yeah, mm-hmm. but it does take a village to, to mess up a child. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't have to be the environment you're in. It could be just one comment that you don't even remember what was said. Yeah. And it can trigger feelings in your body. But you're right, substances, caffeine, of course, alcohol, all of that can trigger this feeling in your body because when your heart starts to race a bit with too much caffeine so when you start to feel that feeling come up yeah it's 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 powerful like the lifestyle stuff is powerful and I think you know when you kind of tune in and see how you're feeling and for me as part of my recovery like I was I was forced to go on medication when I was in the hospital Mm -hmm. and they were drugging me like so strong and I've got this thing in me about medication because the way I've been raised so my mum it's kind of raised me to be really wary and um, she's got serious anxiety around pills, like even like paracetamol, aspirin and stuff. So like, I'm the sort of person that if I have a headache, I'm like, no, I don't need anything. I'll write it out. I don't want these things because I've got these programs. Yeah. Um, and uh, so they're piling all this like antipsychotic medication and sleep tablets and um, things to chill me out because I'm super high and I'm like, what are you doing? And they're like, well, you want you know you want one and take them like you're you're in here and every night they're giving me all these pills before bed and I'm like holy crap and then I got out of hospital and I was like well I have to keep taking them and every time I spoke to a psychiatrist I've been like can I take them down can I take them down can I take them down and now that I'm coming down towards the end of the dose like a year and a half later it's like I'm still saying that to her but it's like trying to sort of be thankful because I think they may have made me worse in ways, but then in ways they've, they've helped me to slow down. But I feel like I just want me back, all of me. I don't want to be numbed anymore. I feel like I've rested and I've, I've healed and I've kind of got the self-awareness and I've got all the different things. And, you know, I I just kind of want to be me. Um, But having said that, if I come off and then, I mean, it's all gone well so far because I'm coming off so gradually. Mm-hmm. Um, so hopefully that will be fine. Um, but if I did come off and then the, my main worry is that I might, it might impact my sleep because they're quite mm-hmm. dated. But, you know, I've got my plan and I'll share how that goes. But, mm-hmm. you know, medication is something that kind of can scare people, right? And sometimes you're forced to take it. Sometimes it's just, but it's knowing that it doesn't have to be forever. Mm-hmm. depending on you know because I speak to people and they're like I couldn't live without my meds I am so so thankful for my meds and I'm like yeah. well that's great you know it's 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 what's right for you I think there's definitely a place for it I mean it gives you that time to slow down and get back to who you are mm-hmm. because without it you wouldn't have been able to get that kind of calm and, and and get back to who you are so there's definitely a place for it you know the and, and it does help people a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's a place for both though. I think medication and looking into how you can improve your own mindset and lifestyle and well-being, you know, taking some responsibility for it. And as well as if you're taking medication, you know, around things like depression or anxiety, that absolutely helps um, with lots of mental health but there's a place of kind of looking for other things that you can do as well, which I think is amazing. Yeah. I think there's a lot more chat now about lifestyle from doctors and, you know, try not to just, they got such a bad rep for just throwing the pills out and, you know, mm-hmm. it's more we, we talk about it and we, we talk about the fact. And, and for me, it's like, I can actually see now having, having been so unwell that I've actually guinea pigged all the stuff that I've been preaching over the years do you know what I mean it was almost like right this has really really been the best because there's nothing like going through something right yeah we can read all the books 
but when you've actually been through something and then you've tried the things and you're like, wow, like that really, really works. And, you know, and and maybe it's just breaking through the fear or just going slowly at something, you know, and and just not writing it off because, you know, you hear people like, no, I'm just not, I can't sit still. I'm not that sort of person. Or I just don't like being cold. I couldn't try therapy. Well, it's like, well, actually, you know, after a couple of years, you know, I'm just, like getting getting into the flow now slow and steady but holy crap like that's changed my life and that has been an essential part of my lockdown mojo and my recovery mojo whereas a couple years ago I would have been like I'm not I can't go out swimming in a freaking nice (laughs) bar like you know maybe a quick dip for 20 seconds apparently 20 seconds is all you need actually but um, but for me it's not enough I'm like no I need to be in here and now it's 25 minutes we did on in our group that we do first thing on a Monday. It was 20, we were all in for 25 minutes. Obviously, you can't do that in the winter. It's not safe. But mm. to be able to say, right, we're going for a swim for like half an hour to, to go in. And wow. And I'd like to touch on that because that is prescribing nature. Mm-hmm. There's something around doctors prescribing nature to people, which sounds a bit crazy, but it's absolutely not. Like nature grounds us. And I've just started cold water swimming and I love it. I've been doing it for a few weeks now. I did start it before Christmas. I went in November, but then I didn't go for ages. And so I've been going more recent and I treated myself to a dry robe. I love it. <laughs> it's great. Which colour did you get? Oh, the kind of green army one with the pink uh-huh. hoods. My sister-in-law's got that one. <laughs> love it. So I think... Yeah, and I love that you say, people say it's not for them, because I said meditation wasn't for me. Like, go back four years, if someone had said, meditation's going to change your life, I would have said, not true. (laughs) That's not going to happen. And meditation has changed my life. Mm -hmm. So I think it is around, even if you say it's not for you, have you tried it, you know? And if you really don't like it, that's okay. But if you've not tried it, you can't say. So... That's what I like when you said that. You're like, before you would have been like, no way, I'm not swimming in a reservoir. And now you're swimming for 25 minutes. And I'm like, and, and all of us after the session on Monday, we were just all looking at each other. We're all like so different, different lifestyles, different interests and stuff. But we just got that shared, oh, this, we get this, like, this is just like a little secret. Although it's, it's becoming really popular now, which is amazing. But I feel like there's still loads of awareness to be raised around cold water therapy because it could help so many people. It could, if you're in a dark place, it can really, really help lift that state. That vibrational state can literally, I can be so anxious in recovery driving there. Or maybe I've had too many glasses of wine and I'm like, oh, and the night before. And I'm like, oh, I shouldn't have had that extra glass. Whatever it is not done enough exercise that week or you know I've had too much coffee or you know I've not slept well whatever your lifestyle thing is on that day and you get there and you go in and you're like oh it's like the power of nature you're actually buzzing when you come out like you feel like you've taken some sort of drugs which is not happening you've taken nature like I went last weekend and we were in for about 15 minutes and I came out and I felt buzzing Mm. like I felt high just been in the water for 15 minutes it was amazing oh it's it really does work right it really mm-hmm. does work I always say to people you know take it slowly go with people you know I was speaking on YouTube about all the safety behind it just to, yeah yeah you know, don't go on your own because someone was uh, the guest uh, Mary last week um when this goes live she was saying I hate when people say how long they've been in and I'm like yeah. I'm like I'm totally guilty of that like like <laughs> with the group we're like how long have we been in yes because we're just so into it and um but obviously like you know if you've not been doing it for a while as you say like 20 seconds if that's enough great you know build up to it slowly and know your own body and know if you get too shivery and be really careful but when you're being safe and, and certainly in May the temperatures are a lot safer you know yeah. it's but yeah, it's just something that can really lift you out of that state. Oh yeah, not comparing yourself to others. It doesn't matter if you're going for 20 seconds. I went with Jerry and maybe two months ago and that's the first time I'd went back. And I was in literally, I mean, she goes all the time. I was literally about 30 seconds. I was like, I need to get out now. <laughs> she yeah, was like, okay, let's get out. Uh-huh, because we went in. 
And now I'm so on Sunday there, I was in for 15 minutes. So it's wow. just building it up. You can't run a marathon overnight. You can. Yeah. You really can. You just got to build it up and enjoy it. Like, go, mm-hmm. go easy on yourself. Don't put that. It's your time. Like, you stay in as long or as little as you mm-hmm. want. And just, and it's the same with like meditation or yoga yeah. or whatever it is you're trying that we know the research is there like or whatever your nature thing is it's just not comparing and and being on your path and you know that means just walking around the trees if it means hugging the trees great if it means getting your shoes and socks on and really planting yourself in the ground and doing a little meditation when you're out there it's it's what works for you it can be as yes and i'm a big cheerleader for that just what works for you don't compare yourself to others you know if you can meditate for a few minutes in the morning that is absolutely grand you don't need to be sitting there for two hours Mm -hmm. um you just need to do it for you because Mm -hmm. it's it's you that you're working on not anyone else yeah where do we get these behaviors then where we compare where do you think that comes from oh my goodness it could come from a multitude of streams i think and a lot, again, going back to childhood, I think naturally we're obviously a herd animal mm-hmm. and we might compare to someone that we're around, you know, or they can, I don't know, hunt better than me way back in the days where they've killed some saber-toothed tiger and I haven't. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's just natural human behaviour. The ego kicks in to want to, you know, say, oh, you can do that better than them or they're better than you. and it's and in the media i mean for the start social media can be a huge factor but before media social media we've done it anyways it's whatever we've done it so i think it is a natural human thing to do because the ego mind wants to be right Mm -hmm. wants you to be better or wants you to cause separation from others and actually we're all the same and we're all one and we need to remember that and we need to support one another we don't have to be the same but i think there's i couldn't say one thing i think there's just a multitude of things that kind of put that on us that we then compare ourselves to other human beings you know even things like money they make more than me or they must be better than me they've got a bigger house than me bigger car all this material stuff that doesn't matter um so yeah, I think there's a lot of factors, media being a huge one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we're never going to get away from those little triggers. They're always going to be there unless you mm-hmm. go and, you know, just live in the mountain, no technology, you know, great, <laughs> that's what works for you, sitting yeah. there falls. But we can get that. And I think when we do tap into that, come out of our busy lifestyle and go and get that, I think it does naturally shrink the ego. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's like the answers are in nature right Mm -hmm. that's where i speak to people and they say they feel closest to god i was walking along ely beach and i I bumped into someone and they said oh this is like my church this is where and they they go to church stuff but they were like this is where i feel closest Mm -hmm. and I, i think it's it's that connection it's like you know when we had lockdown that was the one thing we could do and it allowed us to really really see nature for what it was you know because before I wasn't going that level of walking outside that level of the cold water swimming Mm -hmm. you know was building up to it but to really really diary in nature like we were given an appointment each day to do it you know yeah yeah we were we were told to get outside yeah for for that hour a day or whatever but going back to the comparison thing as well I think as kids as well even at school Mm -hmm. like you're graded on your work and you know and you're compared to your peers in school and yeah or or sports or i'm not saying don't play sports of course do sports but there's always that there whatever you're doing and it's about just really being aware you know in school for me the academic thing doesn't sit comfy with me sometimes mm-hmm. um it's not that i don't think academia is like not you know not a good thing but I do feel I think what's it putting on the pressure on our children yeah. with them um, grades and 
all these exams and they're not all the same. So it's knowing that you're unique, you're just, no one's like you in the world. You're the only one of you. And that's really important. I know it, it's, it's funny because my mom saved my report cards and she found them the other day and gave them to me. I was mm-hmm. reading through them and it was like drama was always, oh, she loves it. She's so passionate about <laughs> it. Another one was business man, well, a bit of English, but and French actually, but mainly the speaking parts, <laughs> but uh, dra- um, drama and, uh, and business management. And that's what I went, went on to do because I was good at it and I enjoyed it. Whereas like maths and you know, really scientific, you know, if, but some people have got that pressure, you know, this is what our family does. Like we're lawyers or we're, you know, mm-hmm. you want to go down that route and it's just saying, mm-hmm. well, you know, to the kids, I'm like, what do you really enjoy? And they're still so young. So we're, we're exploring, but you can see things that they're naturally really good at. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, let's focus on that. Let's focus on what you love and, and yeah. where you come to life and let's really build on that and seeing them as individuals like for who they really are mm-hmm. and like I, I just think and the first part of the report I always look at is well-being that has yeah. always been the first part and that's yeah. where they, they sort of seem to <laughs> probably do best is the well-being over the maths yeah. or whatever. but you know I'm not saying there's not you know it's good to push well good to push a little bit it's good to have a little bit striving you know that's yeah. one good part of the ego I guess it allows us to get up to get dressed maybe put a bit of lipstick on because it yeah. makes nice pursue something but as long as you're pursuing it for you and it's something that you know yeah a lot of it can just be snobbery ego like you've got to do this you've got to get in this yeah. and that's why you know, our children are teenagers and i'm not there yet but are having meltdowns about yeah. exams because there's so much pressure so it's much pressure and going back to masculine i would have been the opposite of you I- I hated drama, I hate being in, like in front of people. Like that would have made me feel sick. And I remember my English exam, we had to have a speaking part and it was in front of the class. And I would have failed English if the teacher hadn't let me do it in front of three people. I was like, I can't speak in front of that class. There's no way I'll fail my English higher. It's fine. Because I was so terrified of public speaking and being seen. And for me, like the math and the science came easy. Like I was like, yeah, I can do that. Yeah. If I have to go up and go on a stage, like I was never in any of the school shows. Like there's no way. It was never, it was never me. Yeah. I was quite introverted. And it's funny because you can't compare each other. That where you shone, I didn't. And when I shone, you didn't. That's okay. Like it's about finding the strengths. And then I love speaking in front of people, so it can change. It's not that you don't change. And I wouldn't be able to do maths in a million years now, but where my strengths were were around empathy and caring for others. And I think I naturally went into nursing because that's what I was good at. Yeah. You know? Um, whereas my maths teacher did want me to do something with maths. And they went, I'm not joking, you could give me a higher maths paper now. I would not have a clue. But I didn't go that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I went into nursing, so we're not the same. We're not all the same, and that's okay. We all have different parts of us. Like I've got a really quiet, introverted, caring yeah. side where I'll sit and yeah. listen, and I, I really, really love people and I care. But I've also got a side where, given this stage, and I can entertain, and I really get a buzz off getting people singing and getting people out of their mind and in their mojo and that's like yeah like that's oh, you know that. I, I've got total and sometimes it was that pressure because people expected me to always be the entertainer so I get to a party and they'll be like the entertainment's arrived and I'm like tonight I just want to chill actually I don't mm-hmm. really want to be done I'm just chilling and they'd be like what's up with you and I'm like it's that expectation you know we yeah. are all completely we've all got you know we don't have to just pigeonhole people as being a set way or they're the caring quiet one yep they're the exactly. loud we've all got a, a myriad of emotions yeah. and uh parts that make us amazing right and there's also a part of me that does want to be seen and speak so clearly you know, I'm on a podcast now and I, I do a lot on Instagram and build my business so it's not that it wasn't there but a lot of me is I don't you know I'm quite happy not being seen on the stage and stuff like that so 
you know, we're all different and we're all individual. And I think we just got to celebrate what we have and what we can bring to the table because we all support one another. I'm so for that. I'm cheerleading people on. I love seeing people do well. Um, So, yeah. And that's what can get you out of comparison mode, just seeing, look how successful they are. What can I learn from them? Look how amazing they're doing. Well done. Rather than who do they think they are? Oh, look at them. You know, it's about just switching the way you think about it. Yeah, it's so important, isn't it? It's just mm-hmm. taking a little bit of time and, and not letting the ego, but that's what we do in mindfulness and meditation. It's like, oh, I'm noticing, I'm being triggered by that, or I'm noticing that I'm comparing. Wonder why that is, what's going on with me that's not, why am I not staying in my own lane and just focusing, right, okay, you've got a little bit of work to do here, you know, and it's... But even the ego... It is, I mean, it's obviously a thing, but again, it's about going beyond the ego. This is what I'm, I mean, this is way deep, but actually go beyond that. Like you're not your ego. You're not what this, what we call the ego says. Like there's, you're an essence, you're a being, there's, you are, you know, you're, you're connected to the universe and others, but all the same source. And I think there is something in meditation about going beyond that ego and that is beautiful mm-hmm. you know we don't have to be attached to it the ego serves a purpose like you said it can make us do things and strive but it also serves to separate us as well and we need to go beyond that mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. it's so true it's it's allowing ourselves permission to do that mm-hmm. and it's it's a magical place when you're connected to your soul. Like when you, when you quieten the mind and you get to that point where you're so connected, mm-hmm. it's, it's a really beautiful thing, isn't it? It's yeah, pretty, it is. pretty it amazing. Is. And you can connect to that daily. Like you can just stop and breathe mm-hmm. and tell yourself to breathe. Even if you take three deep breaths, that mindfulness of just connecting to source. If you're feeling overwhelmed or your brain's going, I don't know, 100 to 1 telling you all this stuff, it's just taking that moment to breathe. Mm-hmm. I do that a lot. Yeah, just like s- simple tools to, mm-hmm. to get us out of that cloud or, or whatever it is you're feeling that day, you know, to lift you. In. And then working out, being inquisitive, taking the time to try things and, and see how quickly you can get into that place like for me it's like well when i'm into the running flow it comes yeah when i'm so it's not always the obvious things um it can be yeah like obviously the cold water but like there's there's several places where i'm like like music i've got like Mm -hmm. yesterday i put on a really quiet lovely piece of music as i sat and had my kind of time just and uh, it was just really lovely to sort of use that music yeah. as a tool to get me deeper and um, just like work so much. So it's just, yeah. it's just trying out different things. And it you, is, it's even things like in the shower, like people yeah. in the shower, that's when all aha moments come to people because you're just getting out the ego mind yeah. when you're just letting that water flow over you. Yeah. And people can have ideas in the shower, like, because that's when they've let their ego mind stop talking and so it can happen anywhere you're right where that um, it could be running running especially because you're you know you're out of your mind then not literally out of your mind but you know that you're not thinking as much and then that's when things can inspiration can come to you yeah how how do you stay grounded um and with all this stuff because it can really like when you get to those levels a lot I know it can be quite floaty sometimes in such a magical mm-hmm. place but how do you stay grounded in your body as well well stay grounded in my body well I do I, I get into nature a lot that's what I want to be in mm-hmm. and I love that um just grounding myself to the earth like I think you mentioned about taking your socks and shoes off and I do that a lot if I'm out at the beach or out walking um in nature just being able to just ground myself in the moment Mm -hmm. and I suppose ground myself even in daily life when things are just getting busy it's just becoming aware Mm self-awareness just I think that's the biggest key I could say anyone just get to know yourself and become Mm self-aware 
-hmm. and you can ground yourself in the moment mm -hmm. and protecting your energy that's a really huge one for me as well because i am an empath so i can absorb a lot of energy around me and i'm sure you're probably the same jojo you'll feel a lot of people's feelings and what, what's going on in the world and you really need to be mindful of the energy that you are giving out or you're taking in so again i would do that by making sure i have some time for myself self-care whether that is 10 minutes a day um and being mindful of the energy that i'm you know what how am i being how am i showing up that day like within the place i'm working or with with friends or family just being really mindful of that it's, it's such a good point because I know you do a lot of work with empaths and, and sensitive mm -hmm. people and mm -hmm. that's 100% me um, really feel deeply, like feel really deeply. Do you mm -hmm. think that's something we're born with or do you think it's learned? Mm. I think it's a bit of both. Mm -hmm. I think you can be born, you, even before you come into the world, the environment you're in, you know, you've got all the genetic DNA ancestral that you can be born more sensitive. Your environment can certainly, I know um, there are certainly many highly sensitive people that around their environment has maybe created that. Mm -hmm. And I think, yeah, naturally you can just be more empathic. I remember, um, do you remember Miss Glissoff, the teacher at our school? Um, no? Well, she was a primary one, two and three teacher and she said I wrote her a letter when I was about seven and she kept it and I saw it again when I was 18 before I went to uni because she said it was the most empathic letter a seven-year-old has ever written um, and she and so I've got a copy of it still and so I was seven I don't remember writing that letter and I went to see her before I went to uni and she said I'm going to give you this letter I want it back and so I photocopied it and obviously I, I gave it back so I think either, I think it can be a bit of both I think environmental but also I think you can be born being more empathic and it's not even about being empathic we've all got empathic qualities it's about what your energy is around like yeah. there's many my husband like it doesn't matter what's going on around and we won't take it on board right you know? whereas i you know i remember i could walk on a bus and i would feel there's something going on for that person like just sitting on the bus like i'm like they feel, they're really sad what's going on yeah. because i could just feel it Mm -hmm. Simon would never like be like what is that all about I think it, it's just more around you know, I think empaths project a bigger energy fields and then uh -huh. taking that energy around them because we're all energy yeah we are all energy and that is and that is what I would yeah say it's a bit of both it's funny because people a lot of people said to me not long before I took on well you use all, you give all your energy to help others. Like, and people were coming to me for that energy. And I never really thought about it. I was like, what are people like meaning when they say I've got this energy? Um, and it was like, I, I just didn't think of it as giving my energy away. I, I didn't. Mm -hmm. But then when I was in Reiki, you know, like, oh, you give so much away, don't you? Like, you, you're a bit broken. Um, and I'm like, am I? I didn't realize. I didn't know I was broken, but you know. I think it's more you're a bit depleted of energy. You know, you're not protecting the energy that you need mm -hmm. to to be you. Because if you give it all away, it's like running on empty. Like your iPhone being at five percent battery. I don't know. You know, we all get panicky if our phones running at battery a bit. And I think if you're running like that daily, you've got to recharge who you are and not give it all away and just watch you're around you know especially energy vampires is what i call them that suck the, the life out of you you've got to really protect yourself yeah really got to keep that keep that like be conscious about that and mm -hmm. know when you feel be be conscious of how you feel when you're around people i guess yep. and absolutely it can be hard because the vampires need love. <clears throat> I always say, absolutely, mm, the vampires need love, but you need to love yourself too, right? Yep, you do. And it's all projection. We're just all projecting things on each other. So it's not a, it's not a reflection on you how these people are. It's a it's just projection on how they're feeling. 
Mm -hmm. Okay, they're showing up. So absolutely, we need love, but you have to protect your own energy too. Like that's really important. You can't give love or give unconditionally if your energy is not protected mm -hmm. because you're, you've not got anything else to give. So do you have like clear boundaries in place now where you protect your energy? Yeah, yeah. I didn't have any boundaries in place before this work. Mm -hmm. And I gave and I gave and I gave and I was a people pleaser. And wanted, like I said, wanted everyone to like me and would just do what everyone else was doing because then I would be liked. And so now, I, yeah, I do what I want to do within reason because obviously um, I've got a family and, you know, um, I can't just go away and do, do lots of things what I want to do. But I think it's just being mindful. If you don't want to do something, don't do it. You can say no. Mm -hmm. You don't have to people please. And if you are in a situation where you feel uncomfortable, your energy doesn't feel right, remove yourself if you can. Mm -hmm. Or do things that protect your energy. So I meditate um, in the morning because actually if you've got a lot of negative energy in you, you kind of have to release that. Mm -hmm. And then I do something called um, shielding. So I say sh I, I shield up. So I think of myself with a kind of protective bubble around me. And, but I have to make sure my energy is right within me first, because if I put a protective bubble around me with not so good energy in me, then I'm just going to walk around feeling quite negative. Yeah. So yeah. I do have a few techniques and grounding is amazing. Like grounding in the earth, like we talked about, like just taking your um, socks and shoes off and either grounding to the grass or even for just a few moments, just to can really ground yourself in nature. But if you can't do that and you're in a busy work environment, which most people aren't really in at the moment because of COVID, but just trying to move yourself from that situation for a bit if you can. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Really protect what's going on for you because, yes, everyone does need love, but you have to remember what they're projecting is what is about them. It's never about you. And I used to always think it was about me and take it all personally. And be like, oh, what have I said? What have I done? Nobody likes me. Oh God, I have to show up this way to be liked. And that isn't what I do now. Yeah, you're yourself. You, you give yourself permission to be. Uh -huh. Yes. Just mm -hmm. yourself and how you yeah. are that day. You know how you feel and. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So it's so inspiring. So, in terms of uh, books or quotes, have you got any pointers for people that have really helped you in your journey? Oh my goodness, loads! Um, well, I love the quote: "If nothing changes, nothing changes," because it it won't. And um, obviously, the Wayne Dyer one I love: "When you change the way you look at things, the way you look at things change." Mm -hmm. um, so Wayne Dyer's books, "The Power of Intention." brilliant book the miracle morning by hal elrod and um, that probably was the biggest book that changed my life initially because then i got into a morning routine now not everybody will do a morning routine but i think it's about doing a daily self-care routine whatever that looks like for you yeah. and taking time out so if it's not the morning do it at some point in your day and take some time for yourself the miracle so afternoon saying, the miracle evening the miracle oh. mid morning it doesn't matter it's like just find your time and do it yeah, so The Miracle Morning, um, Wayne Dyer, um, The Power of Now, Eckhart Tolle. Um, I love that book. I've read it twice. I want to read it again because I do feel like you can read a book and then you go back to it and you get different things from it the second time you read it. Have you read A New Earth, his other... Um, no, I haven't read that one. No. Did, did you, have you heard the podcast with Oprah? I think I have, actually. Um, yeah. I love it because Oprah and I have got like similar faith and spiritual practice. Yeah. And, uh, but he really, he, like the way he interprets the Bible and things so mindfully, mm -hmm. so beautifully. Yeah. I just really loved their conversations. I just got so much from them. Yeah. I, I, I know I have, I heard them with Russell Brands, to be fair, not that long ago. Mm. That was amazing. I like Russell Brands' podcasts. Um, I just love the way he talks. <laughs> Sometimes I'm like a bit exactly. I think he uses like you know all this lovely language, but some of it I'm just like, can you just break that down a little bit? Like you don't know what you mean. Maybe I'm, but but as I say, that's just me, and that's mine. Maybe I'm just a simple creature. <laughs> and, no, uh, I just love listening to him when he speaks like that. But sometimes I don't even understand it. But yeah, <laughs> where are you coming out with all this is it mm -hmm. but 
you know each to their own you know it's yeah. like listen to stuff that you can tune in just sometimes it goes a little bit yeah over my head i just like them to maybe simplify certain things but then if you're really all about that mm-hmm. do it you know he does do some amazing work the other book gabby bernstein the universe has your back love that one as well there's a whole loads but um i think it's finding just finding a book and starting and then getting curious about what else is out there because you can get so many recommendations from people that are on this journey yeah probably all read the same books and will have taken different things from it but there will be something that changed your life from that book absolutely have you got a book in you have you oh have i got a book in me do you know i would quite like to write a book and i think i do and it's been coming up a lot more for me recently so Wow. yeah that's great I, I, I mean I just think I don't think everyone does because if you hate writing I would always be like don't bother then um and then as I said earlier you know maybe someone gets 100 200,000 followers and a publisher gets in touch but they've probably got a ghostwriter if they're not into writing do you know what I mean it's like mm-hmm. it's a business transaction but if you actually have that passion, my, I remember mine, like I've always written, but I remember from my first book and I've written a whole other book, but then I took the breakdown in COVID and I had to reread it. And I'm like, I'm, I've changed. I've, do you know what I mean? I've changed. So I've been working on new content and stuff, but it's funny because it's something that you feel in that place when you go deeper, you either, do you know what I mean? You're like, like I remember training for the marathon and being like, and if you'd said to me, why don't you write a book? So, you know, when you'd, and I was thinking about it, I was like, oh. And some of the things, the ideas came to me. And it's like, you know yourself, if you've, you've had all these lessons, mm-hmm. there'll be so many people that would benefit yeah. from that, you know? And it's, it's just unpicking that and then working out like the best stories, like and really connecting into that. It's an amazing process. So It's definitely coming up more and more for me interesting yeah yeah brilliant so watch this space (laughs) i always ask people their kind of mojo song for for the playlist do you have a song or two that just really gets you out of that ego mind yeah my favorite is freedom george michael Mm -hmm. i love it i love the words i love his voice and I just remember it being young. I was a teenager as well. And I loved the video at the time as well. Um, so yeah, that would be a song that would get me going. Yeah, freedom. Amazing. I love it. Yeah. yeah, and it's all about being himself when you think of the words. Like, I'm not that boy I used to be. Yeah. Not this is me. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Love that. There's power in that, right? Yeah, yeah, there oh. is. Because that's when he came out as um, a gay man and stuff as well. So it's about, in fact, I'm not even sure we came out then, but it was about like, I'm not Moam anymore. I'm just, this is who I am. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what we're watching, it's a sin at the moment. And we're just in yeah, agreement yeah. that the acting is amazing. Oh, we're amazing. Really, really drawn in. Um, we're, mm-hmm. we're just a few episodes in, so we're late to the party, but oh, it's just like really emotional, you know? It's totally amazing. Emotional. And that is where my nursing is, HIV. So I'm an HIV and sexual health nurse. So I've been in HIV for 23 years. So I remember HIV in the late 90s being a bit like that. It wasn't as like that because that's set in the 80s. Mm-hmm. But people were still dying and there was, you know, not as good drugs as there are now. Obviously now people don't die. People live a normal life. Mm-hmm. You don't pass it on if you are on HIV medication. I mean, the transformation over the years is incredible. And I've been very lucky to be in that field for a long time. Wow. What a, what a way to serve, right? To really use all your amazing skills yeah. to help so many people. It's, it's been an amazing ride working in the NHS. Yeah. Wow. And in that field. Yeah. What has mm-hmm. it taught you? Like, because obviously you'll speak to so many people and they'll, you know, have you got a couple of key lessons from that about people and the way we're, you know, how we heal and how we have resilience? What's it taught me? It's taught me to be a better human. (laughs) Um, I think in the early days, I suppose I was young, I was in my early twenties. I was working on the wards. People were dying. 
I was, you know, holding people's hands as they're dying in their last moments of life. And that is, a, it's a beautiful place to be actually, to be with someone at that time. I mean, you're very blessed and you learn a lot of people's regrets in life, you know, and I think I shared that on my social media because it was International Nurses Day the other day, but you know, no one ever said they wanted to work more, mm-hmm. they wish they'd work less. And, and also that they wish they'd followed their dreams. You know, um, so I learned a lot about just living for me and, and doing what, you know, following dreams, even though in my 20s, I probably didn't because I was worried about what people think, mm-hmm. whereas I don't worry so much at all about what people think now. Of course, it still comes up. So around not having regrets. Mm-hmm. And then when I've been diagnosing people with HIV, just around how people cope and the resilience, you know, people are amazing. It's around connection and being supportive. And, and I think human connection is so key and we lost that this last year. Um, and I mean, I diagnosed someone and normally, you know, I'm quite a, a, a touchy nurse. I would hold their hands and stuff, but in COVID we're not allowed to do that. And that felt really weird. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's taught me a lot about human connection and living your best life, which sounds so cliche, but you know, not getting to the end of your life. And the, some of these people died really young. You know, you know I was holding a 28 year old guy's hand that died way back in the late nineties, you know, and I was only maybe five years younger than I'm thinking, this isn't right, yeah. you know? Um, so yeah, just live your life to the fullest and really stop caring what people think because mm-hmm. they're not really thinking about you that much, to be honest. Yeah, they're not. Yeah, so they're not. They're not. There's people are so busy. Uh, yeah. I remember seeing that in my first book. It was like people don't think about you. Like it's mm-hmm. not personal. Like it's not about you. Okay. It's about Come them. Come out of mm-hmm. that. Um, yeah. But it takes work because sometimes you can get triggered again. You know, I can't believe they said Absolutely. that. It's not about you. It's not about you. Um, <laughs> oh, honestly, it's been so amazing chatting to you and so inspiring. And just you've brought so many tips and hints. And thank you for sharing your energy with us. Oh, and, thank uh, you. You're brilliant. And I'll put all your details on the show notes. But where's your favorite place for people to contact you? Um, usually Instagram. So um I do a lot on Instagram. I'm on Facebook as well. And I've got a website, which is, you know, I can share that. But I do a lot of connection over Instagram. And I've met some, yeah, amazing people on Instagram. And connected back with yourself on Instagram. So, yeah. I love it. And I, I have started doing the odd detox day, just to prove. Mm-hmm. So I did, I did my first one. I used to do them on a Sunday. But I did my first one a couple of Wednesdays ago just to see which one I'm most addicted to. And it was always Instagram, I'd automatically go on. I've had to mm-hmm. put it in my utilities because that's the one I just love stories. I love um, like, you know, photos and I love reels and I love like speaking to people and stuff. And it's yeah. such a nice platform, but I am very aware. I'm like, just to take that, just trying to get my, just playing around with my boundaries with it, you know, because yeah. celebrating the positives, but, you know, making sure that I'm just not going on autopilot either. It's hard, but Instagram seems no. to be my favorite. Think, um, social media detox is a good thing as well, though. Like we can be just endlessly scrolling when we could be doing something more mindful for ourselves. Yeah. Um, but it's not a bad thing either, as in I love Instagram for connection, as I said, mm-hmm. and, you know, meeting people that are like-minded and it's about being really aware of what you think of social media. If you find yourself comparing yourself to others or you find someone's triggering you, then either remove them or come off it. Like, yeah. And know that it's just a highlight reel. It's not real life. Mm-hmm. Like That one picture might have taken a hundred times to get and then been filtered so much that it might not even look like that person. So yeah. just being really aware of that. That happened to me recently, actually. Someone said I'd looked really good and I thought, oh, and I was filtered so much and I don't feel like I looked like myself. I was uh-huh. like, I'm not sure I even look like that, but thanks anyway, <laughs> you know? Oh, so, oh, yeah. well, you look amazing. No filters today and you look no, glowing. No oh, thank and, you. 
it's uh, it's great to see you know how much like how happy and you just feel you just feel like a, a sort of well peaceful um, you feel like you're in a really good place so that's lovely to see oh thank you Joe. that's great been, oh thank you for having me oh, it's, been ha it's been great to get the mojo injection so uh, on behalf of all the listeners too thank you for being you and um keep spreading the mojo thank you okay that was so much fun your star thank you so much one for your playlist guys george michael freedom all we have to do now is take these lies and make them true somehow all we have to see is that I don't belong to you and you don't belong to me yeah yeah freedom we all want freedom right freedom gotta give what you take oh baby freedom freedom find your freedom guys work it own it you got this